0: So you're in this post office. It's horrible. So the Adele song comes on. It's the song that I know that I've heard a bunch that I can't escape because I'm not that dude. And the song is,
1: what do, dee doo doo La de doo, de doo, de doo. I'm a dad. I'm twenty-seven. La de doo, de doo, de doo. I just had a baby. do de doo, de doo. A people write these songs for me. I just sang them. La de doo, de doo. And every time I do a live show, I'm always a little pitchy. I let it do and I always say it's cause I, the monitors were bad la-de-do, but it makes me believe that maybe I was Auto-tuned in the studio, that
0: song's playing, and so I hear that, and I'm liking it, and all of a sudden a little pee's coming out of my pee-pee, because that song is relaxing me, making me feel real good. So now I'm feeling good. The pee-pee's coming out, and all of a sudden, oh, my package is getting wet. And then the person at the post office says, hey, man, and you're like, whoa, who are you? i'm the ghost of your poop what the ghost of my poop where'd you come from i came from the other world what what other world the other world where the poop is god damn it really
2: Hey everybody, welcome to I'm okay, you're okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me Bob Schneider and your other host Clint Wells. You're welcome.
3: I mean, I haven't played a show in over a year. Yeah. And that's really Dude, the only w- thing I'm good at is and that's all I've done for 15 years is just play shows. Yeah. So, the fact that I can't do that and haven't done that and doesn't seem like I'm gonna be doing that anytime soon. It's just adding up, man.
2: Oh yeah. Dude, like I used
3: to have something to look forward to, like if the week was tough or we were trying to figure something out, it was like, well, I'm going to be in California next month and I'm going to go out and do this run with Bob or I'm going to go, you know, every weekend I was gone. And there was like, right. oh shit, we're going to be in Montana, but at least I'm going to have that. I'm going to be able to get on the bus on Friday with my buds and it's just the groundhog day feeling of now is a lot for me and i'm sure you feel the same way
2: i relate i mean i've been doing these live streams every monday since march and it's really the only thing that's kind of kept me from kind of losing my shit because i and even now i kind of had the same thing too you know i thought well 2021 things are going to change we've got a new president things are going to change it ain't gonna change anytime soon and this shit ain't going away so it will eventually we'll get kind of used to it. Eventually we're gonna start doing stuff. I mean, eventually I'm gonna get a vaccine, and as soon as I get a vaccine, I'm going out and I'm gonna do stuff. Yeah. I'm not doing it until then, but it doesn't look like that's gonna happen until probably the end of the summer.
3: Yeah, we're I think our schedule is October for us.
2: So yeah, that's that's a long ways away. And so I get it, dude. I understand. I understand that feeling. I've I've had a lot of anxiety in the last uh, few weeks um, that kind of culminated in, I'm telling you, dude, this panic attack thing was not good at all. And, there, and even being aware of it, like knowing it's a panic attack, knowing it's going to pass, knowing I'm being irrational, doesn't change it, doesn't do anything. It's such a weird thing.
3: No, you have to let it happen. You can catch it I mean, if you, if it was at 90%, you're, you just have to go through it, but you can catch it at like 10 or 20%. When I was hiking, we, I had to keep taking these breaks, which was kind of embarrassing, but my friends were being cool about it. But I was like, the clouds would come and I was like, I have to stop. I was like pouring water on my head and my friends were like being really cool. they like, touch my back. And I'm like, man, there's just nothing you can do, man. Was it hot? Dude, when we got to the bottom of this like quarry and we looked at the pretty waterfall for a minute and then it was like, all right, well, let's go back. It was the thought of knowing that I had to walk up a thousand stairs. Like I couldn't, I was trapped. For me to get back to the campground was going to be another hour of going up arduous stairs. And I hadn't eaten yet. I was hungover from the night before. And I was just weak. I just was, I didn't know how I was going to get home. I I really didn't know how I was going to get back to the camp. So, you know, we'd walk up. 40 steps and I would have to take a break and we just it just seemed so far away like I had to take a bunch of breaks and not because I'm out of shape which I kind of am but just because the clouds were coming in and it was just hard to explain it's hard to explain to people that haven't had them and I was trying to tell them I was like look a panic attack is so bad that a person will do almost anything they have to do to avoid it even though they right. only last about 10 minutes like I'll take a break every 10 steps and it'll take me 6 hours to get back if that will avoid a panic attack Sure. So it was just long, man. If you had that one at night, that's that's brutal.
2: Well, the the weird part about it is the the idea like I'm gonna die.
3: Yeah, right. But
2: that's but the weird here's the weird part about that. Like if I was actually going to die, like I'm I'm serious when I say this. I welcome death, but there's something about the idea of dying that's way more terrifying than actual death. Like if I if somebody said okay you're gonna die in a minute I'd be like okay whatever I probably wouldn't I mean I maybe I'd freak out for a second but if there was nothing I could do about it I'd just be chill about it so it's not death it's like something else it's like oh I you know what it is it's the idea that I can't handle this like there's like it's it's gonna be so bad I'm gonna be freaking out so bad I'm not gonna be able to handle it. and I'm gonna die the, the part you're going to die but it's such a weird thing it's that fear i don't know i don't know i'll tell you one thing i'm just glad i'm not there and i, I i'm drinking tea i'm not drinking coffee because i didn't i don't want to jump start it again
3: for me it's the fear of like it's the fear of being separated from my daughter that's really all it is for me if it was like if i didn't have that it was like well i mean i used to feel this way before i had a kid it was like well everyone's gonna die and Eat, drink, and be merry. Try to have some fun. Try to try to be a good person. Like a very simple philosophy of life. Now it's like a lot of my meaning is wrapped up in my relationship with my daughter, and so I have these reoccurring nightmares or fears. The panic attacks like that for me of like I'm just not ready to say bye to her. I'm not ready to let go of that. I don't know if I'll ever. I mean, I could live a nice long life and be healthy and be 95, and it's like, well, 95, you're getting close to needing to go. I think even then, I'll have this colossal sadness about it, but. At my age now, I just feel like there's just too much left to do. I don't know. It's That's hard to explain, too.
2: Dude, I was talking to my son yesterday, and I was like, you know, when you're my age, I'll be 95. Yeah. When my daughter's my age, I'll be 105
3: right. if I'm still alive. We do those convos, too. Well, and you can't really say to them, like, I'll probably not be here.
2: I'm hoping that the CRISPR technology eventually is going to (laughs) fucking start reversing the aging process. I don't want to be. I don't want to be 105 unless I can look 29. If I'm in a 29 year old body and I'm 105,
3: no no problem. No problem. I'm
2: getting a divorce, (laughs) dude. I'm a if they. If I'm twenty nine
3: I think everyone would do that. Everyone would do that. And I would I would support that morally. I think
2: I'm like, look, lady, with your old eighty two year old womb who looks like she's twenty nine. Bye bye.
3: I think if that becomes some sort of part of human reality, that'll be that'll be what wedding vows are. It'll be like you'll agree to marry someone for like fifty years. Yeah. And that'll that'll be the equivalent, the romantic equivalent of a life together. And then it'll be just totally morally normal to reset. It, it would be cruel to deprive your partner of that.
2: I mean, you could reset in fifty years and go, you know what, let's do it. Let's, let's let's do it again for another let's yeah. do another fifty. Or you know what? Let's do ten this time. <laughs> and then we'll think about it. I, I feel I feel like fifty is gonna be too much. It'll be like it'll be like, oh, I'm getting married, or you can do a five or a ten year.
3: Yeah, you will renew ah, the lease. I'm just I'm yeah. just
2: doing a I'm just doing a year. I'm just trying to like like doing a yearly lease.
3: People marriage. people would probably do 20 to 30 so that they could have a few years together for fun and then they can have all the years of raising the kids. And right. then and then the kids go and it's like, well, yeah. They shake you, you shake yeah. hands with your business partner because that's what it is and you say bye-bye. Right. Then you get to go have all those fun feelings
2: again. Now, if if the if the CRISPR technology allowed you to reverse your aging, to whatever time period you want. What how old would you want to be? How old would you want to look? How old what body, what age body would Clint Wells be?
3: Probably twenty two. Twenty two to twenty
2: five. Dude, I think i I think for a while I would do like six year old Bob. <laughs> <laughs> just for like a few years. I don't know, man. I do like just to, the, just to trap predators. I like the. <laughs> <laughs> like I would go on To Catch a Predator and I would be a huge mega global star because yeah. I would look like a six-year-old, but I was 140. And then I'd be like, you know, we I'd catch these predators and then they'd be filmed and like I'd be like, I'm 140.
3: You know what I really like about that idea, though? I mean, not so much the uh, working for To Catch a Predator network or whatever the fuck. Uh, I like the idea of going back to a body that wasn't sexually charged or driven. Like, I see that in my kid where I'm like, none of those elements are have been introduced to her like waking life. They're dormant. Right. They're part of every every human being, you know, is designed ultimately to procreate. But none of that occurs to her. It's all just this, there's no, there's nothing sexually charged about anything that she does. And right. it would be cool to re-experience that because it, from... For me from like eleven and twelve, my first dalliances in adult type sexuality, it's just been that nonstop since then. It's sure. just waking life is that. Everything's motivated by that. It's just a massive force. I would like to go back to when that wasn't so important, when there was magic and and you know, it just wasn't driven by that shit.
2: Well, this weird thing happened yesterday. I dropped my son off at lacrosse. He's fifteen. He's obviously, you know, he's he's Deep into, uh, God damn it. Why can't I think of the uh, term for it?
3: Relationships, girls. No, no,
2: just when you're going through puberty. puberty. He's deep, deep into puberty. So he's on his way to becoming a full grown man. He's grown a lot in the last, you know, six months to a year. He's probably grown what, four or five inches. So he's in, he's in there. He's obviously, he's probably, you know, doing whatever he's doing. But as I dropped him off from practice, with his gear he was walking to the field and he walked right across the path of some girl that looked like she was about 17 or 18 like a kind of model attractive and he didn't notice her or 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 he just walked without looking at her looking back at her and it was so, and i just and i remembered like i feel like i was that way for a long time I feel like I was that way until my almost my thirties. But how how was old this, was she? I don't know, a, a teenager. But okay. maybe an adult. Maybe she was eighteen. Maybe she was seventeen. Maybe she was nineteen. I don't know. Maybe she was fourteen. I don't know how old. Anybody it's weird is,
3: though when you're fifteen, like girls, women in their like early twenties seem really old. Like you're generally this pro- girl.
2: This girl was not. She was definitely okay. a teenager. Gotcha. Like I don't know how old she was, but she was like. Within his age, you know, within within his age range.
3: And you were saying until you were thirty, you didn't. You were like that no, as well. I just,
2: I think what I was doing, like, I just didn't think about it. Like, I thought about women, I thought about girls, I thought about, but it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't like this overwhelming. It wasn't like it got like it got to be a certain point in my life where all, it's all I would think about. Like, I was really into women. I was really into. Like, you know, having sex and checking out really with with that whole thing. And when I was a teenager, I just and when even in my early twenties, I just didn't it wasn't it wasn't a huge part of my life. Like I was there was other things I was doing that I was concentrating on. And then, you know, I might be at a party or something and go, oh, I guess I gotta ask somebody to dance or something. But I didn't there were all these opportunities available to me from during this period of time when I was young and cute and good looking. I didn't take advantage of any of that. And if I went back now and I was like fifteen or sixteen, holy shit, dude! I'd be like, you know what I mean? I yeah, it's like- classic.
3: If if you knew, if you only knew then what you know now, I I, I had the same deal. I was mostly married though in that time. I was in a serious relationship when I'm mean, in my late teens. That. That was the chick at the college who ended up sleeping with the guy who was fucking dudes for drugs. So that ended. And then I had this one little thing before I met my first wife. And it was like, she was like the cheerleader, you know, captain of the cheerleading team in high school. Right. And I wasn't, I wasn't like terribly unpopular, but I had my own little artsy crew. I never really talked to this girl. She was, she was in a different echelon, right? But I mean, I must have fantasized about being with her, I don't know, a thousand times in high school. I mean, she was like the hot chick in high school. So fast forward to getting out of high school and playing in cover bands and playing in clubs around Birmingham. And I'll never forget it, man. She w- she just happened to be at one of these gigs. And I had done a lot of growing up since high school. And I was like, oh, cool. Went over and talked to her. And I remember it was the door guy at that bar. And he was like, um, he's like, that chick is going to go home with you tonight if you want her to like that chick has been staring at you the entire evening and i remember i was like 21 i remember being like what huh like all the power of that completely not on my radar at all Oh, for
2: at all yeah yeah that's what i'm talking about. and the
3: door guy had to be like man (laughs) i mean he's like you know if you like her and you want to and i was just like huh and i remember that changed everything and i i could see it after he said that i could see what he was talking about and he was right and anyway long long boring story short i ended up dating her for like 6 months and i don't even know how that happened i don't even know how it all happened dude
2: it's too hard with the brain. bring 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 the, bring the uh bring the thing in bring the ipad in here because i'll i'll get you set up on fizzy toys you want to go and then come back you want to come back with the with the iPad, okay no, I'm, I'm right in the middle of doing this podcast. Just go grab it and come back, and I'll set it up for you, okay.
3: Isn't it so fun to be able to have like real conversations with our daughters? They're old enough for that where you can say, "No, no, go do this and, and they're like, okay, I' guess I'll you can just reason with them and have a real back and forth. isn't that amazing?
2: It's amazing <laughs> like I'm always amazed at like she just knows stuff now that she didn't know a month ago. Yeah, she certainly didn't know two months ago, and then she's just growing up. And yeah, like, and I don't know what she's learning because she's like, you know, she's going to school, so she's learning stuff there. But she's like hanging out with her friends. That's when that's when you really start getting a bunch of misinformation from your friends. And oh then yeah. She watches fizzy. I call it fizzy toy show, but it's really just all these like kids programs on YouTube. And I don't know what those kids are, what she's learning from them. But she'll just show up and with this personality, I'm like, who's that? Yeah. And she obviously picked it up from YouTube.
3: Then they're always trying stuff on. They're always sort of misunderstanding adult adult exchanges and like trying those on. And, you right. know, like the last three nights at the same exact time, right after bath time, Nova would be like, I have a headache. You know, it's like it's like, she definitely heard me or mom say that. And I'm like, right. baby, you don't get headaches at the same time every night at the same exact point in the evening. That's right. just not a thing. That's not how headaches work. She's yes. Like, but she put, she like winces her eyes the same way. And she's like,
2: I have a headache, you know? <laughs> right. It's like, yeah. okay. Scarlett does that same shit. Dude, but I want to go back to that thing because I, I do, I, I think it's interesting that like that's what it is. It's you're not aware of your own sort of, you're just not aware of, of how attractive you are when you're younger. Uh, As a, as a, as a guy, I think, I think women kind of become aware of it because they're smarter or they, they have that capacity to learn things like that. And I, and I think women, it happens to them. I call it the power girl stage between 19 and 22. They sort of are aware of, of how they're having this effect on men. And then, you know, they, they, uh, they want to date a man in, in power because of it. But uh, but I don't think, I think guys are oblivious to it. Like we're just, we just don't have, I didn't have the capacity to understand that. Now there were friends of mine or people that I knew who somehow knew that, but I, I didn't know any of it.
3: I think there are also concentric things happening too, where you don't know it because you're a dummy, but you ignoring it makes you more powerful. That's also another tale as old as time in, in the great, mating dance of human beings the dude not knowing that's triggering something in the chick chicks love the uh, the dudes that don't pay attention to them like that's another weird swirling part of the potion is she was staring at me all night and the door guy's like you're a dummy but me being a dummy about it made it all more made the stew more have more flavor it was just sure all those things play into it i think women definitely learn it sooner than men because it's such a big part of their bid for mating. It's like a dude's... What makes dudes attractive to women is a lot less about what they look like.
2: Right. Well... It's part of it, but it's, it's just... Kind of, it's, it's kind of the opposite with men. Like, we're all looks, and then... Yeah. We'll get to the personality. I mean, obviously, once you start talking to somebody, you, you're like, oh, Jesus, or, oh, this is cool. But
3: a dude will overlook that, though. A dude will overlook that to have sex, because we're not looking... All, we're preoccupied with the sex part. We're preoccupied with the right. short-term gratification. And even if you go back in the primal shit, we just want to impregnate them and move
2: on. And right. I think that's a, I think that's a huge difference between men and women. Women is, want the is, security. They want someone well, to provide right, for them. Right. All our jobs are the way we're wired. Again, there's a difference between how we're wired and how we behave. That's two different things. But how we're wired is impregnating everybody. And you only need to you only need to spend a few seconds to do that. So, when a guy meets a chick and oh that that woman's attractive, you start talking to her and we're like ooh, I don't like this girl at all. You'll still have sex with her. You just but you like she immediately like oh I don't want to date this chick, but I'm I'll definitely have sex with her. There's a difference between that. Whereas women are like, and again I'm speaking for women here, but I I, I know this to be true that women will be like. Oh, that guy's attractive. And then as soon as they start talking to him, if he's not like the alpha dog or the guy that's going to be able to take care of her baby, she's out. She's gone.
3: I think even beyond that, another step beyond that is if he can take care of her and her baby, she will fuck him despite him being unattractive.
2: Oh, he doesn't have to be attractive And dudes don't
3: do that. Dudes rarely will do that. And just so no one thinks that... I mean... What I'm talking about is based on a lot of reading of a guy named Franz De Waal, who is like the leading primatologist in the world. And so, I may be wrong, and I don't want to speak for women, and I have a dick, and I, you know, I don't mean to generalize. So let's just throw out all endless caveats of all that, so we don't get canceled. But this dude studying—I mean, the, the the two animals that we most closely resemble are chimps, which is widely known and chimps are, chimps love fucking each other they're uh, they're patriarchal uh everything we kind of know about that type of behavior we learn from chimps but then also in the 20s we discovered this thing called bonobos which are like chimps but they're like pygmy chimps but they're a lot different and they represent this other part of the human experience they're matriarchal they're they're centered around women they they pair bond longer so it's it's fascinating man it's fascinating to know why we do what we do and there's exceptions to every rule, but I do think in general, our observations have been pretty true.
2: Here's the thing. There's exceptions to every rule, but the, the rules are there in place because the majority of those interactions are true. We're, we live in a society today where if there's one variant, then that's what it is. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's just, that's one variant. Or you can't you can't generalize because oh there's exceptions yeah you can generalize and there are exceptions yeah because guess what guess what you have to guess what you have to do every day in the real world
3: put on big boy you pants. have to put
2: on your adult diapers yeah and if you're wearing those kid diapers you're gonna you're gonna shit yourself and the shit's gonna run down your leg but if you're wearing those adult diapers shit all you want. They're made to handle that adult shit.
3: So here's an interesting thing to 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 evolve what we're talking about. So we're talking about our early twenties, all these, all these different kinds of primal structures happening around us, and we don't know. But what I think is interesting beyond that, you start to get into your thirties, and both men and women kind of understand it more, kind of understand the things that happen. Right. That's an interesting time too. I mean. That's an interesting flavor, also. I feel like.
2: Well, all I know is, in my thirties, I never dated anybody in my thirties that I wasn't willing to, I wasn't ready to, like, start a family. with. Right. That's another like thing. I wasn't dating anybody. I dated lots of women in my twenties that I knew that I wasn't going to have babies with, and I knew I wasn't going to get married to. The stakes get because higher because this. Well, the stakes, get, yeah, because you're you're like, well, at some point, I've got to pull the trigger here. And I'm just not going to, I don't have any more time to waste. In your 20s, you can try all kinds of shit.
3: I think in your 30s, I think a dude is still maybe thinking more about his 20s. But I'll tell you what happened in my 30s, happened with my wife, is she was ready for me to make a commitment. And I've reminded her about this a few times where I'm like, she thought I was going to propose to her at a gig of yours on a New Year's gig. When I I didn't, I didn't propose because I ended up proposing at Valentine's Day a few months later. She was so upset that i did not ask her to marry me that she cried all night i'm like right and like i just think about where we are now where you know we're very very husband and wife now it's been 12 years and it's like remember when you were so upset that i didn't propose to you that you cried all night
2: well i think a lot of people have these m- these milestones in their life that they think are going to make them happy
3: exactly yeah and
2: we live in we live in a society where women especially but men as well have this thing that you get married and then you live happily ever after, and that's not the case. Or you have kids and then that does it.
3: Yeah, you buy and you buy a house, you have a kid, you get buy married, buy a house, you get
2: a get the promotion, get the job. It's all, yeah, yeah, all these things that you think are going to somehow solve the problem of you being in your own skin, and none of them do. That's why there's this epidemic of divorces that happen. Uh, when women get to be around 40, and again, I'm I'm using women because I think it's, I've seen it happen over and over again. And it's women who are 39, 40, 41, and they're married, they have kids, they're set, everything's fine, and they get a divorce because they're like, I'm unhappy. Like, I'm not happy. It has to be this marriage. That's the only, because th- it can't be my kids. It's not my career. It's... It, it, and they just point the finger at it and it's not that they get a divorce and uh they're still unhappy and then they're like oh that didn't work mm, what's next huh like look at all your friends who got a divorce or getting a divorce and 9 out of 10 times that's why
3: oh dude oh, we're, I mean I've been dealing with it the last year but my best friend married for 20 years they had a lot of money they seemed real happy they they were real independent a lot of trust blah 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 she out of the fucking blue was like i'm not only is she like i don't love you anymore she's like she was gone man like oh yeah and, and once
2: once they've made up their mind it's over no talking no it's sense over in in into them. uh all right we're we're at the end of the we're at the end of this Uh, By the way, we have about
3: about three minutes, actually.
2: Oh, we have three minutes. All right. Well, I just want to let people know that that's going to be $130 (laughs) for this uh, therapy session uh, at the I'm okay, You're okay, uh, bonded.
3: You know what we should do? We should say thank you to a couple of new patrons. Oh, nice. I'd like to do that. You can join us on Patreon. You get all the secret weeklies. We have almost 100 secret weeklies now. You get to see the videos of the episodes. You get some songs. You get the postcards. I sent out a bunch of postcards this week. And I want to say thank you to some new patrons. Uh, Dub Xylon. Want to say thank you to C. Core Danny. Want to say thank you to. I don't know how they choose some of these monikers. Right, well,
2: both both those people are are not humans. They're they're both
3: Maria Lafaro. We want to say thanks, Kevin Dimler. That person might be a human. We appreciate you guys out there who support the show. You can write in at gmail.com. We'll read it if we want to.
2: Look, are you a cyborg? we'll take your we'll take your patreon dollars if you're a a robot or an ai so join today you don't have to be human is what i'm saying zylon thank you you (laughs) android motherfucker
3: (laughs) uh we're on other things bob has another podcast called the song club i have another podcast called metal up your podcast and uh, go investigate and I have a record out called Lunar Satan Bob's got an album coming out sometime this year that I play guitar on I've got a solo record coming out on Valentine's Day there's a lot of cool shit going on in the world life's beautiful and uh, we'll see you in a few days and that's it bye ciao (laughs) ciao